Hello. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> <Is this life? laughs> How you doing, gorgeous? I'm good. Hi, Miss Tiro. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever stop calling you Miss Tiro. Eh, it's all right. It's fine. Not a big deal. Whatever <laughs> makes you? you comfortable. I'm doing great. Uh, summer. I'm in summer. Oh, that must be amazing. Oh, it is. <laughs> I'm finally like, I can do all of the stuff that I want to do that. I, I want to do this. So I'm going to do it. So this podcast thing and the writing thing and the flipping, like just all the stuff that it is feeding to my soul that during the school year, I get in like dribs and drabs. And yeah, now I'm just like, you have all the time to do all the things all the time to do all the things, but you know, we're already in week three of vacation. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if it's an adult thing, but like the way time actually flies is insane. It's not cool because okay. you, you'll, you'll, you'll look back and it's like, well, did I do everything that I wanted to do that I needed to do? Did I fill all the space? And that's also probably not great, but <laughs> like, Maybe we should just sit in the hammock. That too. And just like be. Yeah. That's a little hard for me to do is to just be, but I, I'm, I'm working on it. And welcome to Change for the Better, The Power of Arts in Education, episode 25. Wow. Wow. I'm Stacey Tiro, a high school performing arts teacher for over 25 years. I've taught a lot of amazing people. Now that so many of my students are adults, they'll teach me how, through the lessons in my classroom, they have been changed for the better. I am so honored to have today's guest join me on Change for the Better. Back in 2009, this lovely young woman stepped foot into my dance class. <laughs> she was self-assured. She had some spunk and she loved to dance. She just loved to dance so much so that she took my dance classes all four years performing in all of our dance concerts as like one of the regulars. And it took a while, but in her senior year, I finally got her to audition for our production of The Woods. It took a little while. I was like, come on, Shiz, come on, let, let, let's go. Let's, let's audition. <laughs> she finally auditioned where she was cast as Ada Pearl the good witch of the north dazzling audiences dressed in this like beautiful sparkly gold gown and spreading her nigerian magic and good humor across the stage for audiences to behold <laughs> she graduated in 2013 and then she continued her studies at suny albany where she received her bachelor's of science in biology with a little minor in communications. And today she is using that communications training and taking the social media universe by storm as a full-time content creator and YouTube personality. She's an on-air host and talent, a print model, a wellness enthusiast, and overall entrepreneur. She has followers. 573,000 on her YouTube channel with millions and millions of views on her videos about 
family and hair and skincare and fashion, lifestyle, and just so much more. She runs the gamut of everything that she wants to talk about, she talks about. Not to mention the 200,000 on Instagram and the 150,000 on TikTok. Who does that? This woman does. She knows who she is. She knows what message she wants to convey. And she brings her best self forward every day, showing the realities of being a black woman with darker skin and 4C natural hair. Her mission is to create a space for women to authentically love themselves so that they may step into their power. She has partnered with Fortune 500 brands and companies like Dove, Walmart, Ulta Beauty, Sephora, Pandora <laughs> Jewelry, HBO Max, the list goes on and on in promoting that very important ideal of hers. <laughs> so after all that, we're just going to get started with our first of 10 questions. And the first one's easy. It is simply, what is your name, the year that you graduated, although I already said it, and then tell me a little bit more about what you do now. Well, thank you for that very <laughs> comprehensive intro. <laughs> it's always interesting to hear it, like when someone else says it, it's like, wow, yeah, this is serious. Wow, I love it. Um, so my name is Chizzy, also known as Chizzy Duru, and I graduated from Spring Valley High School in 2013, mm -hmm. which next year will make it 10 years. That's insane. Whew. Um, I mean, I think Ms. Tiro said everything that I do, but essentially it all basically started when I was in high school, actually. I had a just deep desire to share my natural hair journey. And I always knew I'd be famous, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I always had this, even though I started from just very small, humble beginnings, I always kind of felt in my heart that this was going to grow into something bigger. Mm -hmm. um, and it's one of the reasons why I kept going, even though my YouTube videos, when I first started in 2011, I mean, I got like 30 views, like it, what, how I started and where I'm at now, nothing is matching up. Like it didn't, there's just no way I could have seen or like predicted this happening, but I did have a gut feeling that it was some, it was just something I cared about and was passionate about. That's kind of landed me to where I'm at today. I started on YouTube and I just kept sharing my hair journey and my life journey. And even when I decided to change my degree and career path from biology. I was, I wanted to go to medical school originally. Right. Um, I shared that, you know, I was having second thoughts because I, I was feeling this nudging feeling mm. when it came to communications. I didn't know what it would look like, but I did share it on my YouTube channel and, you know, it's landed me here today. And now I'm a full-time influencer, um, content creator, entrepreneur, media personality, all the things. Just and kind of collecting all the stuff that comes your way. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I think it's honorable. And I, I think what I love most about that is the idea that you don't have everything planned in advance. Your, your heart's just kind of open to, okay, what is the universe telling me? What is coming in? And then taking those opportunities and then 
turning it into something really, really productive and helpful to other people. I mean, literally, I, I looked at your YouTube channel and I was kind of scrolling through the videos and I was like, oh my God, there's 5 million views on this video. <laughs> so you are, you are clearly making an impact. And the videos that you make are truly about showing your authentic self. Sometimes it's with no makeup. Sometimes it's putting makeup on. Sometimes it's, you know, doing your fashionista kind of thing. Uh, and sometimes it's just like talking about this conversation that you had with your mom. I think it's so relatable and people need more relatable on social media. That's one of the things that we talk about on this podcast a lot is, are the expectations, those perfection, you know, expectations that are out there for young people to see. And it's like, no, let's look at real people here because this is really who we are. Yep. So thank you for, for your platform. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Let's get into the heart of this and we're going to take a little trip back Mm -hmm. to high school. And I want you to use your adult brain to describe your adolescent self. Chizzy as a teenager. Wow. I would say (laughs) I was a very determined child. You use this word spunk, which I like. It's cute, you know? And I do think there was a spunk to me. I was just very in my own ways, yet shy sometimes. But once you kind of knew me, I opened up. I, I was very wise, still am. As a teenager, I definitely was wise. I could always see beyond my years. I could have used more guidance. Guidance mm-hmm. would have helped a lot when it came to that wisdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. It was there, but it's like, I didn't really listen to it. <laughs> um, I had a lot of big dreams and definitely could have used more people and experiences to affirm those dreams. But overall, I was a pretty, I was a pretty fun kid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that explains me. <laughs> I think, I think so. That's why I ask, you know, using your adult brain, because, you know, now you are 10, 15 years, you know, out of that headspace, yeah. your brain has matured, you know, you've come into your own. And so to go back into that, who was I then? You know, that, that's sometimes a, that's sometimes a little tough to kind of really grasp. I think you captured her. I think you were wise. Adolescents tend to think that they know everything. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully they have people around them who can, you know, help to nudge them and give them perspective and mold that wisdom into something greater. So now let's go back to your experience, both in the dance studio and then in your senior year thespian experience, Mm -hmm. those creative performing arts opportunities. Mm-hmm. Tell me something or things that happened there that helped you to manage or to regulate your adolescent self. Well, I mean, so it's funny that you said that I chose dance classes each year. I didn't mm-hmm. even realize it was, was it optional? <laughs> <laughs> was it an optional thing? It was, it was, it, it's a phys ed credit, right? You get the, the dance class as a phys ed credit. So if you like, didn't really want to take gym or you wanted to do something different, the dance classes were the option. Wow. I completely forgot about that. I didn't realize that was a thing, but I, I think that speaks to just where my heart was when mm-hmm. it came to movement mm-hmm. and just expressing myself. I liked, you know, I liked to, the arts. I like to do dance. I like 
to do theater not really but like yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was it, it was an outlet for me mm-hmm. at in the middle of the day fifth period to like go to dance class and just know that like I don't have to necessarily use my brain I can just like move and be free there were a lot of things that I learned and got from dance class and also thespians I mean I feel like having both of those were two different things but I think one of the things and I don't know if you actually remember this moment it was in dance class because my freshman year my freshman and sophomore year were tough years for me just Mm -hmm. emotional wise I was coming into myself and there was just like a lot of things I was going through in my own mind I don't know if you could sense that something was off and wrong with me but um you just like hugged me you hugged me you didn't say anything you were just like or maybe I think you were you said like it'll be okay but you just hugged me and you kind of just let me be and that experience taught me so much one just how important it is to be kind to others you know people go through things you don't know what they're going through and like be aware of like the people around you and what they could possibly be experiencing just you doing that kind gesture of just hugging me it's not like you were like do you want to talk about anything or just you're just like here's a hug (laughs) but it allowed me to feel seen Mm. a lot of times when I was growing up a lot. And one of the reasons why I actually started my YouTube channel um, was because I didn't feel seen. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of just seeing that I was going through something was like, oh, she sees me. <laughs> she sees me. Um, if there's anything that I remember when I go back to just dance classes, that's actually one of like of the four years <laughs> that I took dance. That's like the main thing that I remember because I barely even remember that I took it for four years and it was optional. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, I think when you get into that pattern, you just kind of take it over and over and over again. Like, it's just the thing that you're doing. You're not doing it necessarily to satisfy a credit, which you were, but you just like, oh no, I'm just going to take it. There we go. And that's it. You had talked about um, like that you learned a lot of lessons. So if you can think of one or two lessons that you learned there that you've actually sort of carried with you through today, through what you do today as an adult. I would say feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. And this is coming from my thespians experience and also dance concert because we had to perform on stage. Mm -hmm. Each year we would perform on stage my senior year, I auditioned for The Wiz. That was my first play in high school. Meanwhile, I always, yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I always had like, what's the word, a desire to be on stage. It's just, I was scared. <laughs> like, and like, I didn't want to sing. You know, it's funny because, and this happens a lot. And, and I, I feel like I remember this with you. And I remember wanting to get you on stage in Thespians before your senior year. And I think you're like, yes, I auditioned nah, my nah, senior year. Nah, nah. And so what, what was it that like made you say, yeah, okay. So I actually auditioned my junior year. Oh, That was the first time I auditioned, mm-hmm. but I didn't make it. <gasps> yeah. But that experience taught me so much. <laughs> yeah, that because that was my first time actually getting the courage to audition because, you know, uh, uh, freshman year, there was opportunity, but I was way too scared and shy. And then sophomore year, it was like there was opportunity, but I was like, Mm-mm. <laughs> 
And then finally junior year, you may have been like, you know, auditioning. And I was just like, you know what? Let me just try. Like, let me just try. And it was the most nerve wracking thing I've ever done in my life. Because for me to sing in front of like 50 people, everyone is in the room. It's not like it was a quiet room by yourself. <laughs> like, there were so many people around and like, as one person would go and like, they didn't sound too good. I was like, oh my God, it was the worst thing. And when I went up, I always tell this story because it's hilarious. But when I went up, it was like a soprano and I'm an alto. Yep. <laughs> so I was up there like, yes! It was terrible. <laughs> it was actually terrible. I think I blacked out because I was just like, I can't, I'm not here right now. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. It was so embarrassing. But what I got from it is that I still did it. I felt the fear the entire time. And a lot of times fear can be so big in your mind and you think it is impossible to get through it. Mm-hmm. And for me, what that taught me was you're gonna get through it either way like feel the fear because on the other side of fear are the things that you desire no matter what the outcome is I didn't make I didn't make the play that year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was like okay well, I didn't make play. well I ain't sound that good but yeah I, I didn't make the play mm-hmm. but that's what gave me the courage to come back the next year because I had done it already right so I was like it can't mm-hmm. get any worse than what it did last year I'm going to like hit pause on this for a second, because as I was doing my research and I was looking at your YouTube channel, I came across the post that you probably put up a couple days ago was called, um, I never knew I struggled with this. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you talked about was that fear factor of we walk through life. And if we walk through life led by fear, mm-hmm. it just stops us from even the potential for success. Yep. And I think that that's a really important message that you're, that you're trying to convey, that you're trying to get across to your viewers, because w- that imposter sy- syndrome that you talk about is a very real thing. And it doesn't matter how old you are. And it doesn't matter how much experience you have. Mm-hmm. It's that questioning of what right do I have to be doing the things that I'm doing? Yep. And, and we all experience it. So I think the more that we talk about that and we say these things out loud, maybe we can get a handle on that fear to say, I'm just going to do it anyway, despite the feeling. Exactly. Because you never know what is, what is on the other side. And the only way to make sure you don't know is to not try. F- fear is always going to be there. You're going to be scared. Yeah. Live it. Love it. <laughs> Learn from it. <laughs> if you're not feeling fear, you're not living life. It's True. true. Excuse me, I happened to find the video of the whiz that I looked at earlier this morning. Yeah, I have it. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of scrolled through to find that gold dress and I was like, "Oh, and yes, she is an alto. And yes, she actually has a beautiful voice. So if any of her listeners, you know, say, "Oh, why don't you sing a little bit?" ask her cuz she's actually pretty good. <laughs> We ah. <laughs> after this can you please send me that video because i have no footage of that yeah <laughs> i can send that to you Yay! Ah. and you'll be like oh no but it's adorable it's adorable Aww. yeah super that's so exciting how has chizzy duru changed since she graduated from high school Ooh, i 
changed in a lot of ways. Some for good, some for bad, but generally good. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a better handle on my emotions now and regulating them because mm-hmm. I used to be quite the spitfire. If you got me upset, child, it was a mess. But <laughs> so I've kind of been able to kind of get a handle on that thanks yeah. to therapy and therapy. Uh, no, seriously, therapy. I actually started therapy in high school because of, I was going through that much that I needed therapy in high school. So. Thank God, because let me and let me just pause right there because that's another running theme that we talk about on this podcast. It's it's like every almost every like other episode where therapy has literally changed the lives of the people who I'm talking to. If I didn't find myself in therapy as a teenager, I don't know yeah. where I'd be right now. So if anybody's watching this and you are going through a line in your mind, get yourself a system therapy because you need an outlet. You need somewhere, you need a safe space where you can just kind of let it all out because you're going through a lot. And I think that's something a lot of times maybe adults can kind of minimize what teens and children are going through. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's not the end of the world, but for some of them, they really do feel like it's the end of the world. It feels that way. So they need a way to work through that. Yeah. So yeah, go get the help you need, girl. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and how else have you, you think you've changed? I'm definitely a lot more confident now in many ways. I'm confident in who I am and what I have to offer mm-hmm. and the gifts that I have. Cause I've always had them, but I wasn't confident in them before. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I've seen enough times and I've tried enough things and I've had enough experiences where I'm like, okay, what I feel and who I am and how I look is beautiful. It's valid. It's needed. But then I'm also conf- more confident in how I look. <laughs> um, I feel like I've always been a beautiful girl, but I didn't feel that way growing up. Mm-hmm. I love my skin color now. I never, I used to like me and my skin tone were, oh Lord, mm. my hair. But that's literally, I started my platform because I didn't like myself that much. So I'm like, listen, somebody got like this. Like, and somebody has to be experiencing this too. Yeah. Knowing that you felt the way that you did about yourself, about things, about the challenges that you were going through, what would your adult chizzy self tell young chizzy now? to help ease the way. Mm. Mm. I have to pick a couple because I could sit here all day and be like, oh, yeah. do this and this and this and this. If I could go back and tell myself a couple of things. Well, I would tell myself to keep writing down my thoughts. When I was actually in the sixth grade, I started a journal that I kept up through high school and through college and even till now. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would go back and affirm myself to keep writing down my thoughts. It was one of my safe spaces and outlets to just be able to like this person pissed me off I talk about it I write about it (laughs) if I had a dream or a desire I'd write about it and it's so cool to be able to look back on all of those journals because I kept all of them they're all in the same place and just see how I was thinking and like what I was thinking about and like how I like worked through it. It was, it's really interesting it's really powerful Mm. I think that's one of my gifts I've been able to like develop that gift of writing and connecting mm-hmm. with myself because I did it for so long over the years. That's very powerful. Yeah. yeah, it really is. I would tell myself to seek God for yourself. 
I mean, I, I grew up in a Catholic home or a Christian home and, you know, mm -hmm. I had a praying grandmother who lived with me all of my formative years. So mm -hmm. I always knew of God and Jesus Christ, but like to say that I knew him for myself, <laughs> couldn't really tell you, you know? So I would tell myself to really seek God for myself because he's truly really the only one that will guide my steps or your steps. If I'm talking to my older, younger self, you're, you're young, Chizzy. Yeah, yeah, to guide myself because you're going to see so much in life and there are going to be so many ways that you can go, so many decisions you'll have to make. Mm -hmm. And like some of those little decisions will impact you so much. And if you don't have something to ground and anchor you, you know, that you stand on, you will go so many different places in life. Even now, I had to get to a point where I had to seek something bigger than just myself. Because if I'm just going based off of, oh, this opportunity is here. Oh, yeah, they're offering me this amount of money. Oh, okay. Like, should I do it? Should I not? Yeah. Who should I marry? Who should I date? <laughs> should I try this drug? <laughs> <laughs> like, you need something that's just going to center you and ground you and keep you going. Honestly, that's really what it is to keep you going. What is something that you are grappling with now? Well, I am in my mid twenties now. Ah, what happened? <laughs> Where did my youth go? My God. Okay. Um, I think something that I'm grappling with, I like grappling. It's kind of neutral. I would say defining what success really means to me now. I say that because I am a Nigerian girl and mm -hmm achievement is just baseline that's what you do you achieve you get accolades you do all these things and even though I didn't necessarily like go to the traditional route of going to medical school and like achieving that with degrees yeah. everything that I do in my life and in my career right now is still like successful <laughs> like it's very successful I've achieved a lot so that achievement thing has followed me no matter what career path I decided to go in. And the thing when it comes to always being an achiever mm -hmm. is you can start to get into this cycle of always trying to achieve the next thing, setting insane goals for yourself that I've now had to like sit back and think, where are these goals coming from? And why do I feel like I need to achieve all of this? Right. Now I'm trying to figure out what truly makes me happy, what I believe is impactful and really resting in that and being okay with this is what we've done and that's okay. I don't have to try and always achieve more and do more because the sky is truly limitless. Mm -hmm. Once you hit that goal, it's like, okay, let's move it up. And it's like, well, I think we can also rest here. Yes. <laughs> So I would say that's probably something that I'm grappling with right now. Figuring that out. Yeah, figuring that out. And I think I'm getting closer by the grace of God. Yes, you probably are. And because everything is so wide open and there are so many possibilities and opportunities, many of which you probably don't even know about yet, <laughs> you know? it's sort of finding and creating those paths. I think part of why I'm doing this podcast is this is something that I believe in, you know, like when you started your, your YouTube channel, 
it's something that I believe in. It's something that I'm passionate about. And I'm trying to figure out a connective bridge between the career that I'm, that I have now that I'm like nearing the end, not there yet, but nearing the end. And what am I going to do for the next 25 years of my life? It doesn't end at 25. <laughs> it doesn't end at 50. It, we're always redefining yes. who we are and figuring out that is, it's a little scary, you know, that, that fear aspect. But I think the more you are grounded in yourself, the more you have the confidence to say, well, whatever I decide to do, I'm okay doing that. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So tell me, this is a two-part question. Tell me one thing that you miss about your high school self, Mm. high school chizzy. Yeah. And one thing that's gotten better since you've become an adult? Um, One thing I miss, I would say my ability to dream beyond my circumstances. I would just dream it and believe it. And I wouldn't question it. And I would just act on it. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think as you get older, reality, which I don't like that word, but reality and fear starts to set in. So you start overthinking. You overthink every little idea that you have. My high school self would just be like, oh, okay, let's just try it. I was like, user channel, I want to share my thing. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Now I'm like, what's the business plan? What's the strategy? How, what, you know, what are the, what are the the objectives? We're trying to, who's the target audience I'm trying to reach? And it's like, bro, just like do it and like plan later. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. that's probably one aspect of myself that I miss. There's like a, an impulsivity. It's like a double-edged sword, right? You, you don't want a kid to be too impulsive and potentially lead into like some scary places. But at the same time, it's that impulsiveness that lets us try new things and go, yes, I will audition for the play. Yeah. And just like dreaming without barriers. Mm. Dreaming without ba- allowing yourself to dream. So what's yeah. one thing that, has gotten better as an adult <laughs> let's see i would say i was pretty lit as a kid i will say <laughs> i'm gonna bring it back to my emotional management i mean it's gotten better for sure i've calmed down Ooh, my fuse is i used to get to here now it's like it's a here <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a good thing we talk a lot about brain development, because that is the running theme, that transition from adolescence to adulthood. And it's all about the brain development. Yes. Like adolescents don't have it. It's not done yet. You're not cooked. Literally not done yet. No. So those extra years going into your early twenties, by the time you hit your mid twenties, your brain is like fully cooked for the most part. And then all of a sudden, like all of the things that just made you feel crazy all the time are just not so bad. Um, And that's a message that I try, you know, I'm, I'm still teaching and I try really hard to, to be like, you're okay. You're going to be okay. It's not the end of the world and you're not going to feel this way forever, but they're just so in the, in the thick of it all the time. Some of them. And I just want to be like, here's your hugs. (laughs) Keep doing it. You don't know how it's really like affecting someone or one of your students in a powerful way. So Good. I will, I will keep doing that as long as they are willing <laughs> and accepting. Yes. If you could give a piece of sage advice to high school students now, what would that be? My gosh. Okay. <laughs> do not do drugs. 
<laughs> Seriously, like just seeing how it's affected some of like the people that I went to high school with and even in my own life too, like I can tell you, don't do drugs. Even mm. we don't do it. Stay away as much as you can. Mm. And this is two parts. Um, life is a marathon. The things that you do now, and like we were talking about like the brain developing, right? Mm -hmm. You're literally in your development years right now, up until the brain, I believe, doesn't fully develop until 25. At so, least. Yeah, yeah. Or at least that's for women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> men, talking about men. men is probably 35. <laughs> so all of the things that you are teaching your brain to do right now, whether how you cope will follow you. If you don't find healthy ways to cope with the things that you're going through right now, if you don't build your discipline and your focus and your drive and motivation, like you need to use this time to develop that right now. Baby, don't do drugs <laughs> because it is really going to mess with your mind. You need your mind to get through life. Yes. So um, you would really be doing yourself a disservice by even if it's seeming, it's seemingly just a one-time thing, you'll be surprised. It, it takes that one time and then it, it snowballs over slippery, time. Slippery slope. It's a very slippery slope. This is a big message that I want to get out to high school students just because drug culture is so real and it's so cool you see all of your faves on social media doing it you see everybody's doing it everybody's smoking weed everybody doing a little vape and i have friends that are not on this earth anymore literally from smoking weed i have friends that are not there in the brain anymore like they have checked out because there are two ways to die on this earth you can leave your body can be physically or you can check out in your mind you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do. So yeah, I know you do. <laughs> so I would really, as much as you can, stay away from drugs, honestly. I already said life is a marathon, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but again, just develop a disciplined routine for yourself. You're not missing out on as much as you think you are. You really aren't. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, life hits a little bit more differently when like, you have the money to do the things like and like your life is set up like and then you could just go on a trip like and yes. this is not to say that you can't live your life as a teenager you can still have experiences you should have experiences but like some of the things that you think are so cool to do right now and that you're missing out on oh I didn't get to go to that party it's like bro there will be so many parties <laughs> like mm -hmm. chill out like really develop your skill for focusing and being disciplined because that is really what you're going to need in life at the end of the day the last thing i guess i would say forget all the friends that tell you the opposite of what i'm saying right now if they are saying oh let's chill let's do this oh you can do it another day in 10 years you're going to find those same people in the same exact spot you could want to be down with these friends Mm. But the truth is misery likes company. So if you are trying to have an amazing life outside of where you are right now, you need to focus. <laughs> so friends that are telling you to do otherwise, they're not your friend. Do things to elevate yourself. Do things to expand your knowledge. Those are the things that are going to actually help you not let's chill here and talk about this girl. Truth. <laughs> Hashtag truth.
(laughs) Okay. We are rounding this out. We're bringing it now back to today, your adult self today. What are three self-care practices that you do now that help you to center or regulate yourself? Ooh, um, three self-care practices. The main one these days, definitely be reading the Bible and talking to God. (laughs) Starting my day actually with that Mm -hmm. has been such a game changer. And this is something I've only started implementing this year. So please do that. (laughs) If that's what you believe in, or if that's what you seek and desire, really just start, try to start your day reading his word and just meditating on his word and what you're reading and praying. Like that really helps level out your anxiety. It gives you perspective for the day. It starts your day on a really great note Mm -hmm. and you get to give your problems to your father. And it's like, you can release that and just go into the day knowing things are going to work out for my good. It's all going to be okay. That's one of my main forms of self-care walking, leaving, really it's leaving my environment, (laughs) but you can do that through walking. I do a lot of my work at home as a social media influencer. We, I spend a lot of time at home, getting out the house, walking. If I have to work out, working out is a huge one. That's a self-care for me now. Anything just to get my mind off of things, get me in a new environment and get my blood pumping because there's actual like hormones and science. I have a yes, yes. Dopamine (laughs) and serotonin and all those great hormones that make us feel good. Yes. It really, it really works. (laughs) They don't just say that for no reason. So try to move your body and get out of like just the current environment you're in just to like breathe and get some fresh air eating great food that is nutritious but I also love and enjoy the green just tastes very good by the way so if you ever it does it it tastes very good yeah and then journaling journaling I like that one and I always liked writing but I didn't really start getting sort of serious about it until the first wave was like in 2016 when I started writing like about about my career and you know because I've been teaching a really long time And one of my students at the time was like, you should write a memoir. And so I was like, huh. I was like, well, in order to write a memoir, I have to like start writing things down because this brain, like, ooh, Swiss cheese, things go away. (laughs) And then in the pandemic, when, you know, we had all of this time, writing just became a, a thing. And I started a blog and I got more serious about it. And then I found things to write about, whether it was family or or whatever. And there is something so therapeutic about whatever's here, just get it on the page and then you can edit it and form it and create the true authentic things that you want to say and then put it out there for maybe other people want to read it. Maybe they don't, but it's, it's there. It's a permanent way of sort of marking where you are at this time in your life. Yes. It's the ultimate marker of where you are at that current moment. I love that, you know, you're finding another outlet for yourself that you can also share with the world. Yeah. But I also want to remind, you know, other people, if you're journaling, you don't have to share it. And that for me, that makes it even better. Because then it's just like, whatever I'm thinking is there, like, and I think you can have both with whatever, you know, you want, but having just a book for yourself that you could just write whatever you are feeling or thinking mm. or desire mm. and then just leaving it there <laughs> it is so powerful it is spiritual 
And I recommend, I 10 out of 10 recommend everyone do it. <laughs> it's funny. I think um, somewhere in my storage closet over there, I think I have one of my childhood diaries that every once in a while, if I'm cleaning things out, I, I pull it out. I, I want to go find it now and kind of go back to where was little Stacy at? <laughs> at that time. Yeah. And it's funny because that's how I know that I was so wise as a kid. Mm. Because when I go back and read some of the journals, I'm like, how did you think of that? It's insane. I think adolescents are wise. They have a wisdom. They're not always taken seriously, but when you do take them seriously, they they have a lot of really important things, perspectives to share. Mm -hmm. And, And I know that I've learned a ton (laughs) <laughs> just, just from teaching mm. about people and about culture, because, you know, art school is so, there's so much going on. People are coming from all over the place, but just knowing that everybody's coming from a different place and yeah. it's not necessarily yours and it's no less valid than yours and get to know it. Well, Miss Chizzy Duru, thank you for spending a little time with your old teacher and reflecting on your experience past and present and everybody tune in next week for episode 26 of change for the better the power of arts in education yay thank you